number one. Every song they sung went right with where we're at. Every one. It's amazing how God works and operates, and uh, especially that last one. Especially that last one. We uh, last week we learned. Last week we learned. We've been. If you're here today for the first time, we've been. We've been talking about the will of God in our church, being what God would have us to be. Uh, last week we said uh, the will of God is not really difficult. We we make it difficult. It's really not difficult. It's a path to follow. It's a purpose to fulfill. But more importantly. More importantly, and boy, I hope you remember this, it is a person to favor. We are to be like Jesus Christ. Did the last song not go exactly with that point? Yes. Are you Jesus? Can people say that about you when they see you in town, when they see you at the school, when they see you at work? Do they say, are you Jesus? Because you sure act like him. You know what? That's what they need to say. Amen. Let's look real quick and I'll let you sit down. Colossians chapter number 1. We are in verse number 9 this morning. Verse number 9. Uh, now, if you are a first-time attender, we're so glad you're here. Amen, church. Amen. We're glad you're here. And, and if you filled out one of those, it's going to be difficult to see with y'all standing up, but if you filled out one of those uh, 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 prayer cards, if you filled out one of those prayer request forms, we want to go ahead and take them up. Can we do that? Can you hold it up real high? If you filled out one of those prayer request cards, uh, we, we want to right here in the middle. we got some right here in the middle. Anybody else? Hold it up real high right over here. Amen. Did we miss any? Wave it at, slap somebody with it, and they'll get our attention. Amen. If you got you got to do that, all right. Church, let's give them a hand for being with us today. Isn't that great? Hallelujah. All right. Colossians chapter 1, verse number 9. It says, for this cause, now I'll go ahead and tell you what the cause was. They, they heard Paul had gotten word that they had trusted Christ, the people at Colossae. Uh, they were, they were, had put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and he is saying, for this cause. When we heard about it, when we heard about your faith, when we heard about your decision to follow Christ, we do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding that ye might walk worthy of the Lord and the all-pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness. Say amen right there and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even, even the forgiveness of sin. I am so glad that I am forgiven. I'm so glad I didn't have to earn it. I didn't have to work for it. I didn't have to be good enough to get it. All I had to do was ask for it. Amen. Thank God for forgiveness. Lord, thank you for your word today. Bless us, help us, encourage us. Lord, give us what we stand in need of to fight the devil again tomorrow. And God will thank you and praise you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. I, I, we, have been covering, we have been covering this topic about being what God wants us to be, being in the will of God, transforming transforming, transforming a crowd into a church, being uh, the people of God that God wants us to be. And, and one of the things we have, we have come up with out of our study is that in order to be what God wants us to be, in order to have what God wants us to have, we have got to be in the will of God. How many of y'all would agree with that? 
In Colossians right here, Paul was writing this letter and, and he said, listen, man, when I heard about your salvation, when I heard about your faith in Christ, when I learned that, that you, have, you are Christ followers now, he said, the very first thing that I have prayed for and the priority that I'm asking God for is that you would be filled with the knowledge of His will. The most important thing you could be right now and know right now is the will of God for your life. Now, with this being said, I said today was going to be about inspiring and, 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 and motivating. Uh, listen, I want to tell you what's going to come out of you being in the will of God for your life. I want to tell you about it because I know, I know it, listen, we're supposed to do it because, because he's worthy, right? I mean, every, the desire for every Christian today should be, I want, to, I want to be in the will of God. I want to do what God wants me to do. But how, you, how many of y'all know today that don't always work? If that was the case, everybody would be here today. If that was the case, everybody would pay the tithes and offers like they're supposed to. If that was the case, more people would be going to the mission field. If that was the case, more people would be inviting their neighbors and their friends uh, to come and meet a man who can. Amen. But we know that's not really reality. That's not happening. We need a little more motivation than that. Well, Paul knew that too, so he gave it in this chapter. He gave them the reason why. This is why I want you to know the will of God for your life. This is why I want you to be in the perfect will of God. There is blessings that come from being in the will of God. I, I, I put a title. They keep asking me. They'll come down to my office all the time and aggravate the fire. Do you have a title? Do you have a title? I'm going to cuss one day. Say amen. I, I got to come up with stuff all the time, and, and, and you know, sometimes you just don't need a title. But the, I, I, I come up, I said, man, give me a minute. And, and God just kind of put in my spirit the offspring of obedience. What comes, what, comes out, what comes out of our life when we live a life of obedience to the will of God? What, what will happen? What will take place? What will, what will be produced in our life? And, and Paul lists these things. Let me do this quick. I know, I know y'all came for the date. I know that. And, but, but you're stuck with me right now. Amen? So uh, uh, verse, number, verse number 10. Verse number 10. He tells them, I want you to know the will of God in verse number 9. I want you to be filled with the knowledge of his will. But then he says this, that ye might. In other words, this is what's going to come from this. this is, how many of y'all want to know what's coming to you when you're in the will of God? All right, this is what he's saying. That ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Now, what's going, to, what's going to be in our life when we're in the will of God? What's going to be in our life when we surrender to the will of God for our life and say, God, we want to walk in your way, we want to walk in your will? The first thing is, our walk will be pleasing. Now, I know what you're thinking. What's that got to do with us? What, what is the big deal? I thought we were going to get something. That means just he's going to be happy with us. But do you understand what's going to happen in your life when he, you make him happy? How many of y'all have ever heard the phrase, a happy wife is a happy life? How many of y'all know that should have been in, in, in second hesitation in the Bible? Amen? Guess what? The same principle works with God. I, I, have, found, I have found some verses that talk about pleasing God. Now, the uh, first one is Proverbs 16, 7. Verse 16, 7, it says, When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. How many of y'all, uh, don't answer this. 
But I'm going to tell you, you don't have to answer it. You don't even have to act like you know anything. But you have enemies. And I'm not talking about, I'm not, talk, I'm not talking about the devil. And I'm not talking about the demons. And I'm not talking about the world. I'm just talking about sometimes we have issues with people. And people have issues with us. Some of y'all have exes. Some of y'all have in-laws. Some of y'all have aggravating bosses. I need a witness. Now you can say what you want. You can believe what you want. You can say, well, I just think this verse talks about the devil, and I, I don't think so. I've got people that don't like me. They don't like Temple Baptist Church. They don't like what we stand for. They don't like the methods we use. They don't like what we're trying to do. But I'm telling you, when we make God happy, when we please God with our lifestyles and with our behavior and what we are trying to accomplish, God will make even our enemies be at peace with us. Now, some of y'all need to understand this. Some of y'all, y'all have exes, and y'all have children and stepchildren. Do you realize, I don't care if you have an ex, you're connected with them till Jesus comes because of that kid. And you need to get along. Now, I know you're not going to hear this in most Baptist churches. I know that's not going to happen because they think that they live in a perfect world, but I know we don't live in a perfect world. In a perfect world, we wouldn't have cancer, and we wouldn't have divorce, and we wouldn't have all this stuff. We're not living in a perfect world. We're living in reality, and I'm telling you, we need to get along with folks. And when we're walking in the will of God, God is going to allow, listen, us to have favor with people. Well, that aggravating boss at work, I tell you what, I think they need to, I think, have you really sat down and prayed and earnestly asked God and said, God, let me be what I'm supposed to be in front of him and allow God to give you favor to that person? I've seen it happen. I'm telling you, I have seen it happen. I want favor with people that don't like me. I need a witness. How many of y'all could use some of that? I mean, listen, if you're, you're going to believe the Bible when it says, For God so loved the world, if you're going to believe the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, and you're going to put your trust in that, but you're not going to put your trust in this, you're missing a great power that's available to you. How many of y'all believe the Bible again? Yeah, even, even his enemies, he says. He maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Not only that. It says in 1 John 3, 22. 1 John 3, 22. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. Because we keep his commandments, and watch this, and do those things that are... How many of y'all would like to know that when you pray, you're going to get an answer? Here's, here's, here's the world we're living in. Here's the, this is reality. This is right here in our church. Right here in our church, we've got people with one foot in the world, and they've got one foot in the church, and they're wanting to play around in the world and, and do things they know they're not supposed to do, but then they want the benefits of heaven, and they want the benefits of, and they'll get out here and live a certain lifestyle, and stuff will happen, and then they'll come over here, oh, God, do something for me. That's not, that's just not going to work. Well, you said God does answer prayer, but there's stipulations to prayer. There's stipulations to prayer. The Bible says, when our ways are pleasing to him. Now, let's look, look, look at this principle. If you've got a kid, if you've got a kid that's acting ignorant, and I have several, that occasionally lose their mind, 
And they forget that I'm the daddy and they're the child. And they have a, a mind of their own. I don't know what happened. One day they love me, the next day they know more than I do. Does anybody have any like that? I mean, I mean, here they are. It's, I seen a sign the other day. I seen a sign the other day. It was the greatest sign in the world. Hurry up, teenager. Get out on your own while you know everything. I tell you this. I'll be honest. The older I get, the smarter my parents were. Amen? But sometimes they get a little silly. You know, they, and we all did. I mean, I'm not putting all that blame. They, they are just a product of me. They doing just what I did, and God help them. Amen? But... When they're acting ignorant and they're acting silly and they're not doing what I expect them to do and what I, I, I need them to do and all that, I'm not going to want to just go, let's go to Yogurt Mountain. I want to go behind the house with a hickory. Say amen. And eating Yogurt Mountain from straight from heaven. I went in that place yesterday with Brandy. I don't mean to get off the subject, but that was wonderful. They give you cups to try everything you want, little mini cups, and I just, I'm just going to go in there and try and then leave, amen? I, I, just to mess with them, just to mess with them. I'm not going to go be a blessing to them. I want them to do right. But I get, what about that one that just does everything they're supposed to do and cleans their room when they, I'm still waiting on that one, but cleans their room when they're supposed to and gets good grace and all that, and then they ask for something? You will mortgage your house to meet that need. You know why? Because what they're doing is pleasing to you. Now, how do we expect God? Why do we expect God to do what we won't do? Why do we expect God to come and answer our prayers and come meet our needs when we're not willing to be obedient to Him and please Him? But God says, if you do. And remember, He's always been an if-then God. He's always been, all through the Bible, He's been an if-then God. If you will do this, then I will do this. Now, He's waiting on you. And if you will set your sights on His will, if you'll do what God has asked you to do, I'm telling you, He'll make your enemies be at peace with you, and your prayers will get right on through. Say amen. Not only will our, our walk be pleasing, but He said that, that you might walk worthy, of him that you might walk worthy and the word worthy means appropriate guys don't don't get so called up thinking well i got i got to earn this out you know and, and be good and that's not what he's saying it means appropriately we need to walk appro- how many of y'all know there is a there is an appropriate way for a christian to act that's all it's saying that's all it's saying now watch this not only that it says work i walk worthy of the lord unto all pleasing then the second part being fruitful being fruitful in every good work now, when we're in the will of God, this is what's going to take place. Our walk is going to be pleasing. Second thing is going to take place, our work will be productive. Our work will be productive. I want to be good at what I do. I want to be the best pastor I can be. I want to be the best preacher I can be. I want to be the best father I can be. I want to be, listen, I want to be the best husband I can be. I want to be, I don't know anybody that wakes up in the morning and says, man, I hope I can fail at something today. I hope I can just be lousy about something. Just, I mean, just be sorry and that, well, let me rephrase it. There are some, they act like it, amen. I don't know if they say it, but how many of y'all want, want to be prosperous? Now, I know there's a lot of people that, that take 
take the, the gospel and, and, and take Christianity and, and try to market it to a way that they prostitute the gospel. And, and I'm, not, I'm not a prosperity preacher in a way that's saying, you know, if, 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 if you do right, then you're going to have a Mercedes and you're going to you know, have a brand new mansion. All. I'm, I'm not saying that. But I do believe this. I believe God wants to bless you. I really believe that. The Bible says in several places, John, Joshua chapter 1, verse 7, Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left. Basically saying you need to be in the will of God. You need to do what God says to do. Why? That thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate in there and day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then, watch that, then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have what? How many of y'all want that? Watch this. Psalms 1, verse 1. I love this one. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in that law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth. Too many people over-spiritualize that verse. And they say, well, whatever you do in church or whatever you do in the Sunday school class or whatever you... I don't believe that. I believe that that we need some godly plumbers. Say amen. I believe we need some godly lawyers. Say amen. We need some godly doctors. We need need some godly politicians. Well, let's don't push it. Amen. I seen seen a grave said, uh, said, here lies... Man said, look, there's two people in here. Here lies an honest man and a politician. Amen. So... Anyhow, you'll get it later. (laughs) Whatsoever he doeth, whatever you do in your life, whatever you do, whatever you are, whoever you are, God said if you'll put him first, if you'll put his word first in your life, if you will follow him and what he has for you, basically this, being in the will of God, whatsoever you do, you will prosper. You'll prosper. And I want that in my life. I want that in this church. I want the programs we attempt. I want the the projects we attempt. I want them to prosper. I want to see more and more people saved. I want to see God's favor in our church. I want to see God's favor in your life. I want everybody in here to have the touch of God on them. And that will come out of lining up with the will of God. Church, say amen. Amen. Lastly, lastly, I I want to say something about this part. This is, I woke up thinking about this, man, I'm telling you. He says, he says that you may walk worthy unto all pleasing, that you may be productive or prosperous in every good work, fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Now that, that part there goes along with 11, 12, and 13. Uh, I want to be pleasing in my walk. I want to be productive in my work. But this is where I really want to talk about today. I want to be powerful in my worship. I want, to be, I want to be powerful in my worship. I got to thinking about this. I got to thinking about this. He, it all started, it all started with Paul saying, I want you to be filled with the knowledge of his will. That's, what, that's where it started. And we said last week, we said the will of God last week was simply this. It was a path to follow. The steps of a good man are ordered by 
All right, we wake up every morning and say, God, order my steps. How many of y'all are doing your homework this week? Anybody doing your homework? How many of y'all the devil fought you this week about it? Uh-huh. That's good, though. It don't matter. Lord, order my steps. Lord, I want to be in your path. I want to follow you. Uh, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's got a path for our life. He has laid it out for us. We want to be there. And, but this is the part that got me right here. He said, an increasing in the knowledge of God. You know why God wants us in his will on the path he has for us? Because that's where he is. God wants us where he is is god has a path for us and that path is there because he wants you to follow him he wants you to be close beside him he wants you to have a close relationship with him and listen the 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 more direct in the center of his will that you are the more that you're going to know about him and knowing about him is going to affect the way you sing it's going to affect the way you preach it's going to affect the way you teach it's going to affect the way you praise god it's going to affect everything about you some of y'all come in here and sit like a knot on a log like you just dare somebody to bless you and the others come back here swinging from a chandelier and get all excited. You know why? Because one of you know him and one of you don't. One of you know about him, but another's, oh, you know him. You know him as your sanctifier. You know him as your supplier. You know him as your provider. You know him as the peacemaker in your soul. I'm telling you, when you know him, it changes everything. It changes everything about worship. I want to I wanna know him more. I want to know him more today than I knew him yesterday. Man, when me and Tammy first got married, I thought I loved her then. But, man, we've been married for years now. I love her more every day of my life because I know her more than I did then. And some of us are still on the first date with God. It's time to get intimate with him. It's time to get close to him. It's time to draw closer to him because the more you know about him, the more you're going to worship him. Son, they got to sing that live song. You ain't seen the last of Jesus. I like that one. I couldn't help it. It started crawling all over me. Amen. I was trying to be reserved. I was trying to be dignified. We got guests here today, and I blew it. But I can't help it. He loves me. And I love him. He's done so much for me. I can't help it but get excited. I can't help it but praise him. I can't help it but love him. Listen, are you increasing in the knowledge of God? If you're not more excited today than you was the day you got saved, you're not in the will of God because you're not learning more about Him. You need to open your Bible. Hey, they've got Bible apps right now. I'm talking about right now, free of charge. My favorite price. You can put on your Bible. I don't know how it's done. That, that phone you was talking about, that I, yeah. Hey, I don't know how to do it. Ask Brandy. She done it for me. Because I don't know how to do all that stuff, but when she put it on there, man, it's got a thesaurus on there. It's got a concordance on there. It's got it where you can read it, and it's got it you can listen to it. There's no excuse for not reading your Bible. Well, I don't have no education. I can't read. He'll read it for you. Dramatize. I don't know why I don't get nothing out of church. You don't know him. You don't know him. It's the same principle. You know, Doc, I, Jason, I, I don't really know you. I don't really like, I know I've heard a lot about you. I, I've heard a lot from Jalen and this man, and, and I was excited. But you know, it's a little different. You know, the next time we meet, it's going to be different than this time. Because I'm going to know you a little better. Same principle with God. Are you increasing in the knowledge of God? 
mean, honestly, have you been in that storm of your life? And he stepped forward and said, peace be still. Do you know him as your peace speaker? Do you know him? Because when you do, it changes everything. Listen, powerful in our worship, when we're in the will of God, there is an increase. There is an increased increased awareness of God. You'll know him more. You'll hear that still, small voice like it's a roaring lion. I'm telling you, powerful in our worship. There's an increased awareness of God in the will of God because you're with him. You're close to him. You're walking in an intimate relationship with him. So there, the Bible says increasing in the knowledge of God. There's an increased awareness of God. But then the Bible says strengthen with all might. Strengthen with all might. Look what the verse says. Look what the verse says. I'm not making this up right out of the Bible. It says in verse 11, strengthen with all might according to his glorious power. You know why so many Christians are falling and failing and flopping in life? Because they're working in their own ability. But do you realize when you line up with the will of God, when you put God as a priority in your life and you're in his perfect will, you're not operating in your ability, you're operating in his ability. So there's not only an increased awareness with God, there's an increased ability with God. I love the fact that God took a little old bitty lad, a young man, who was, hey, listen, he was just a young whippersnapper in everybody else's eyes, and he sent them down in the middle of a valley with a big old ugly giant that there was no way in this world that that boy could do it. You know why? Because he wasn't. God was doing it. And when he went down there, he went down there. Hey, I've been in my, in my morning reading, in my morning devotional reading, I've been, I've been right in the middle of Egypt and, and, and the exodus of the, of the children of Israel out of Egypt and how God moved in on the scene and everything God did so they will know that there is a God in Israel. Every time God showed his power, every time God showed his ability, every time God showed his, listen, his touch, and everything he did, it kept coming back. It kept coming back that they will know that there is a God in Israel. And you realize that was the very same thing that David said when he ran in that valley? When David, he said, I'm a, I, listen, your head is going to be on the ground today because so, everybody here, the Philistines and the Israelites, they're going to know that there's a God in Israel. You've been cussing him. You've been raising Cain, making fun of him. Bless God, today you're going to get to know him. And you know what? We're in a bad way in our country. I'm telling you, this economic situation, everything that's going on, it's in a bad way. But they don't need to see Christians biting their fingernails down to the quick. They don't need Christians to run around, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? i tell you what we're going to do. We're going to pray. My God shall supply all of your need if he can bring manna out of heaven if he can bring water out of a rock, bless God, it, reading the Bible would just mess you up. I've been reading about that. Why am I worried about the economy? Why am I worried about what the president's going to do or what the election's going to be? Bless God, he brought a million people with no Hardee's or McDonald's out in the wilderness and took care of them. He didn't let their clothes rot off. Their clothes stayed good. Their shoes stayed good. Everything about it. He gave them a, a, a pillar of cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night. He took care of everything they needed, gave them quail. Say amen. Why are we worried? Powerful worship. Powerful worship. I want to I worship with God. I want to worship with God's hand on it. And there's a difference when you worship. And I know you know you've done doing this long enough. When you sing and he ain't there and when you sing when he is there. 
When you sing and he is there, you ain't even got to try. It's all him. And worship's important, guys. I was reading this morning. God put it on my heart last night. I was laying in bed last night, and I got to think about that second part. Uh, an increased ability with God. And God put on my spirit when Jehoshaphat, the king, listen, I believe it was the Ammonites and the Moabites came against them. And he said, what are we going to do? What are we going to do, God? He said, I think we need to get the choir together. The choir? Lord, we ain't having church. We having war. The choir? Yeah, I think, we, I think it's a good time for a song. How do you think Jalen would have felt about that? Amen. No, don't bring the tanks. Don't bring the infantry. Jalen, get out there in front, son. Amen. And the Bible said when they begin to praise God, they didn't raise a spear. They didn't raise an arrow. They didn't raise a sword. They raised their voice to God in praise. You know what our church needs to learn and understand? When we begin to worship God in spirit and in truth, when we begin to, be, listen, raise our Ebenezer to God and begin to praise God with all that we have, with everything that we have, God, our, make our enemies be at peace with us. But let me tell you about what happened. The Bible says they begin to praise God with a loud, and I said loud noise, that God sent ambushments. You say, what is an ambushment? I don't know, but it worked. They won. It, I mean, they, they won the whole battle, not with a sword and spear, but with the praise and worship of God. You know how we're going to make it? We're going to worship. But guess what? You can't do that out of the will of God. You know how you're going to worship out of the will of God? You ain't. And what happens when you come into a house of God where they are worshiping? You're going to be miserable. Because you want what they have, and you don't have what they have, and then you get angry and bitter at them to have what you don't have. Follow me? When I'm unhappy, I don't want nobody happy. Don't look happy around me. Don't I, Come on, y'all look at me like y'all so sanctified. I know y'all. Don't even go there. How many of y'all, when y'all were miserable, be honest, but when you're miserable and just, that when you see other people happy, it just irritates you. And it makes it more irritating when they sound spiritual. Am I right? Come on, Scott, you're laughing. I'm telling the truth, ain't I? Tell the truth. See, he ain't, he ain't grown up enough to tell you stuff like that. I will. I want, I, man, I want to come in here, and I want to worship God, and I want to go outside that door and have the same joy out there as I have in here. Even when it's going bad, even when the giants are rising against us, we can still have that power. It says His might, not ours. I'm just so tired and wore out because you're doing it, not Him. What we need to do is fall on this altar and surrender back to the will of God and say, God, I walked away, I'm coming back. Because I want that feeling again. I want that joy again. I want that peace again. I want that power again. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. The joy of the Lord is our, our strength. Listen, there's an increased knowledge of God or an increased awareness of God. Then it says it will be strengthened with all might 
there's, there's, there's an increased ability with God. But then lastly, there's, there's an increased appreciation for God. It says giving thanks unto the Father. You know what would tickle the Lord to death is that we just become thankful. That we just become thankful for who He is and what He's done for us. Guys, we come to God all the time. We come to God all the time. And, and, and listen, we, 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 give me, 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 give me. But we need to start coming and saying thank you. Thank you. I, I love this verse and I'll read it and we'll pray. It says in Psalms 100, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. That's an increased awareness. Y'all with me? That's an increased awareness. It is He that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with... And into His courts with... Praise. When's the last time you just thanked Him? And was thankful. This goes back to the same principle with your children. You give to them and give to them and give to them. And sometimes we forget about where it come from. And we don't act thankful for what we had before. We're wanting God to bless us for today. But we have failed to thank Him for yesterday. And see, worship, the very first song, the very first song that was sung was about putting Him first. And it's about Him. It's about Him. Today, I want it to be about Him. When we put Him first, when we put Him first, we will be pleasing Him. God will make our enemies to be at peace with us. God will answer our prayers. When we put Him first and we're in the will of God, listen, our life will be productive. Everything we touch, God will put favor on. When we put Him first, we're going to have power in our worship. Listen, I don't want to go to church like, I don't want to say like normal people. I, I don't want to go to church like the average church in America. And what I mean by that is I don't want it to be a routine. A little fellow sitting out on the front porch steps, they just having church in there. And guy come by and said, son, what are they doing in there? He said, what time is it? He said, no matter what time it is, just tell me what they're doing. He said, well, if you'll tell me what time it is, I'll tell you what they're doing in there. In other words, it's so routine. You can, you can see, you just know what's going to happen. I, I, I don't want to know what's going to happen. I want God to be in charge. I want to feel His presence and His touch and His anointing. Are y'all with me? We will have that when we line up in His will. Church, say amen.